Sunrise is supposed to happen at 7, so we're right on time. <coughs> Our scripture reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead, then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she went over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabini, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is such a special story to me when you think about it. The first time that somebody realized that something had happened, that something was different. Up to this point, everything had played by the book. Jesus was accused. He was found guilty. He was tortured and put on a cross. His body was broken for us. His blood was shed. Everything that you would expect to happen. He had been brought down from the cross and laid on the tomb. And for three days, they had mourned him. 
And if you've ever lost a loved one, you know what that's like. Those first few days right after you've lost somebody very close to you are not the same as the rest. The reality of it begins to sink in. The consequences of it begin to run through your mind. What does it mean for us to be without Jesus now? Can you imagine how the disciples who had spent every waking moment with Jesus for three years no longer had him? No longer could go, hey, Jesus, what do we do about this? Hey, Jesus, we need to know the answer to this. He's no longer there. And, you know, those three days must have been really long for them. Not only that, we know that they were afraid that the same fate that had been handed to Jesus would come their way. They were afraid that they would be next. So three days later, we find the woman running to the tomb. They're going there. The scripture tells us well, it was still dark. Much darker than it is now because the sun's already starting to come up, right? And you can imagine them on that road just thinking about the events of Good Friday and the whole week. And they arrive at the place where Jesus' body was laid. And the scripture says that they found the stone had been removed. And I've often said if this happened to us, we would, be, we would be throwing a tantrum if somebody had messed with the grave of one of our loved ones. If somebody had dug up your grandmother and you showed up at the cemetery, you'd be calling everybody in. It would upset us to such a degree that some of us would cry, some of us would scream, some of us would run around in a circle with our hands up in the air like, what is this? And the women must have been beside themselves when they realized that the body was not in the tomb. So they went to get a man to take care of it. They ran back to get Peter and the other disciples. Tell them what happened. They said, look, we went to the tomb early in the morning. Jesus was not there. The body is gone. And whenever a body's missing, you run to it. You, you, don't, you don't walk. You, you run. You always run. You always run. They ran to the tomb, and the scripture says that Simon Peter was a little bit slower than the other disciple. I think he had too many fish. The other disciple beat him there, but he's like, no, we're going to wait for Peter. He's the, he's, he's the leader. We're going to let him take the first look. Peter got there, looked into the tomb, and sure enough, the body was not there. And I love the way the story is told because you know something? Even in resurrection, God does things in order. Did you notice that? The linens are rolled neatly in their place. They're, they're not just scattered all over the floor, you know. They're not just thrown in a court. No, neatly rolled up at the head and at the foot. And there's that, those two angels sitting there everything in order, and the disciples went in and didn't see the body of Jesus. Can you imagine what was going through their minds? They were probably retracing every single word that Jesus had told them 
about what was to come. They were trying to remember, did he, did he say something and we missed it? Because the scripture tells us that as of this point, they had not yet believed. Even though Jesus had given them all kinds of hints about what was to come, they had yet not believed that he was going to do it. I mean, three days after he's dead, you kind of start giving up hope, right? It's a long time. And yet they saw the evidence. And the scripture says that after they had seen everything in the tomb and realized that his body was not there, they went home. They went home. And that has always been one of the most baffling things for me. How do you go home after you find the tomb empty? How do you just go home after you see that Jesus is no longer dead? It begs the question whether the disciples really believed or whether they're still scratching their heads going, okay, we got to analyze this one and figure it out. They returned home, but we know Mary did not leave. She was still not satisfied. She stood outside the tomb weeping. And after we heard the words of Good Friday, this word really means even more to us. The one that Tiffany shared for those that were there. I mean, this is, this is a serious moment. The w woman is outside the tomb just weeping and weeping and weeping. She wants to know where the body is. She wants to find it. Sometimes I think we give up too easily when we're, finding we're looking for Jesus. He's there to be found if we will continue to pursue him. He's there to be found if we will persist. Sometimes we pack it up and go home. She kept waiting and looking, and finally she went into the tomb and saw the evidence that he wasn't there. And when she saw the two angels in the tomb, they asked her the silliest questions of all. Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Was this a group burial site? Was there other people buried there she might have been looking for? It was so obvious that she was looking for Jesus. It was so obvious that she was looking for her Lord. Yet they ask her, why are you here? Why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? Sometimes I think the questions are a test. A test of maybe what she would say, what she would do. Would she deny Jesus? Would she deny that she was actually looking for him? Or would she admit that she was looking for the one that had been crucified on Friday and was now missing? Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where he is, and I'll take him away. She was looking for that body, and she wasn't going to give up. She supposed that the man outside the tomb was the gardener when she came out, but it was really Jesus. But she didn't know it was him. She didn't know it was the resurrected Lord. She did not realize that it was Jesus. And he also asked her, why are you weeping? Again, strange question. Why are you weeping? 
Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. And when she heard that word, when she heard her name in Jesus' lips, she knew it was him. She knew it was Jesus. And at that moment, I am sure that the first thought in her mind was, I am going to hug you until you can't breathe. I might kill you again. And Jesus tells her, don't hold on to me yet. Because I have not gone yet to the Father. But you have a task to do. You need to go tell everybody. You need to go tell the disciples. You need to go tell my brothers that I am alive. You know, we've read the story year after year, and we've gone through the story, and we pretty much know what happens. But it's not until we have personal experiences sometimes that we begin to understand these stories a little bit better. For example, the idea of missing a body something hard for us to understand until you have a teenage daughter that goes off to prom and doesn't come home. And you begin to run through your mind on the 100 scenarios that are the worst scenarios that could possibly happen to her, and you begin to get concerned and worried. Now, that's what we do for our children, though, right? We, when they're missing, when somebody we love is missing... We immediately think the worst. And when it's somebody we love and is very close to us, the story, I think, gets even worse. I mean, you imagine them in a gutter somewhere. And can you imagine what Mary was going through as she thought about the body of Jesus being desecrated by being brought out of the tomb and maybe laying in some river or thrown in some field somewhere? Remember, it was stripped of its clothing and wrapped up in linens, but the linens were in the tomb. So now you're thinking about Jesus in his skinnies somewhere on a field. How disturbing can that be? So we can understand her joy when she finally found him and he was alive. He was found, no longer missing. When my daughter walked in through the door, I first wanted to kill her, and then I wanted to hug her. And I think that's exactly how Mary felt. She was like, why did you go missing? Come here. Let me hug you. Because she was so happy to know that he was alive. When we think about the resurrection story and we think about Mary going back and telling all the disciples, we know that she didn't just, she didn't just go, hey, by the way, Jesus is alive. You know she must have been screaming it. You know she must have been jumping up and down. They probably thought she was hysterical because the news that Jesus had been risen from the dead would change everything. But for her, it had changed a lot in a very short time. All her concern and worry about where Jesus was 
fell away. As you watch the sunrise, and I'll invite you to look that way right now, and you see that light coming up between the trees and behind the side there, we're reminded that the resurrection of Jesus brought light out of darkness again. The darkness that laid on us from Good Friday until Sunday was overtaken by the light of Christ as he was raised from the dead. And today we are here because we believe that Jesus being raised from the dead makes the difference in our lives. It gives us life and hope, and it helps us to believe that just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he can raise us too. I pray that as we sing this final hymn, Victory in Jesus, we do so, so loud that the whole neighborhood hears us because Jesus deserves our praise. He has given us the victory over death and sin. And he has given us the opportunity to celebrate this morning his resurrection. Let us stand and sing victory in Jesus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>